Online Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Uh, that is just like a lovely song. That throwback is amazing. Um, welcome, After Buzzers, to another show of Hindsight. Right now we are in Season 1, Episode 3, titled I Never. Uh, my name is Sam Davidson. Please don't forget to follow us on all the different social media platforms at After Buzz TV on Twitter and Facebook, and of course, find us on iTunes, and please leave comments. We love it and appreciate it. I'm your host for tonight, and my Twitter is SamD43. I have my lovely co-host, Jackie, here. Introduce yourself, Jackie. Hi, I'm Jackie Brasky. Can you turn my mic up? It's completely off. Thank you. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's live, everybody. It's live. I'm at 123Jackie underscore B on Twitter. Um, we interact a lot on uh, Twitter. I I comment on a lot of the YouTube comments, too. So if you guys want to comment there, you can. Yeah, um, it's we just love it. We just want to reiterate how much we like interacting with you guys and how important you guys are to the show. So let's start with tonight, another episode of the amazing hindsight that I still am continuously obsessed with every single week. Um, we kind of end last episode with Becca having getting kissed by Andy, her future fiancé to be or yes. husband to be in the future. So I kind of just want to start with Becca and Andy's relationship, which we don't know. It, it took me by surprise, first of all, that they are so into each other now in like 1995 because it just seemed like they didn't even have that much chemistry present day. And then they go and it, it's just cool to kind of see it happen differently, which is what the show's about. Well, I think he was always into her and I think she just knowing what he becomes and knowing what happened to her relationship with Sean, mm -hmm. I think it puts a different perspective on Andy because it's the whole point of hindsight. Yeah. Hindsight makes you learn things that uh, once, once you've experienced them, you, mm -hmm. you learn things that, oh my gosh, I could have done this this way or this that way. Um, my thing with Andy is he obviously because and, and not to be a stereotype but because he's a nerdy guy he probably um I, becca's build is like the hot chick I, this is everybody's attractive on this show i mean yeah. i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not saying that like uh, this is like what i think of these people these are how their characters yes, are how they're supposed to be how they're supposed to be because they're but, all gorgeous but they're all gorgeous so we know this um but <laughs> take my sweater. Sorry, she's here. stripping like live. People I that know. are listening, you are missing out over Sorry, here, guys. <laughs> Sorry again, it's live. Um, so Andy, we know because he's supposed to be like the nerdy guy. He's probably never had a girl like Becca, or it didn't occur right. to him that he would be able to have mm -hmm. her. So I think that kiss that happened at the end of the last episode was all of that. 
oh my gosh, well, she kissed me, and I'm just so surprised by it. Yeah, and that kind of leads us into Melanie, that ch- uh, temp chick. I like. I really don't like her. I don't. <laughs> she play the actress plays it so obnoxious. It's. Perfect. I know she's like really good at it, but I'm just like ah, because you know, as a girl, you can have a conversation with another girl, and for someone just listening, like they were just reading it word by word, you would think they didn't say anything wrong, but it's how you say it, when you say what you're gonna say, and this Melanie chick knows how to do that. I can't remember what it was, but there's a video on YouTube where they had, like, uh, girl friendships versus guy friendships. Mm-hmm. And, I I mean, tweet at me. Let us let me know if you've seen that oh, video. Oh, is it the funny or, is it a funny or die I thing, maybe? I think it might be frenemies, a funny or die. Like a frenemy, I the, think. Saying yeah. that girls, like, they'll say, like, they're giving compliments or being nice, but they're actually giving these little digs if you understand what they're really saying. Right. And it flies over most guys' heads. And that's why you can't ever complain to your boyfriend or your brother. Right. They're like, what are you talking about? I was standing there. Should it do anything? And that's exactly what Melanie does in this episode and continues to do so. First of all, she now has Becca's job. Yes. And she has her future husband, basically. Like, yeah, she has Becca's life that Becca wasn't too happy with in the future. Exactly. And she's so happy about it. And Becca's like, whatever. I mean, I would want to punch this girl in the face. She's so rude. At the same time, she did make out with her boyfriend. Do you think she knows? Oh, yeah, she knows. She knows. She's just waiting for Becca to say something, which Becca is not. So do we think Andy told her? Or she's just... I think, I mean, I I think she knows the way that women know things. Yeah. And I, I really thought that she caught her when she was standing, like, because she came up so quickly in that cut. She could so have very clear. well seen it, and we might find that out later, that she saw the whole thing happen yeah. and was kind of waiting. But yeah. she's literally kind of taken over, um, you know, Becca's life in a way. And it's it's odd. And, you know, so what happens is uh, she tells her about Lois's birthday party. Yes. Their weird co-worker that is very sexually active apparently (laughs) (laughs) that no one knew that's the best when it's like surprise and you gotta love that um so becca remembers no one going to the party right and she was embarrassed and mortified so she wants to change it and they go to this party and the entire time though too melanie is and she said she keeps on saying she got fired or she lost she She lost lost her her job job. (laughs) i know and becca's like for the millionth time I did not lose my job. I left my job. Yeah. And, you know, it very lovely kind of ties up that storyline um, with Melanie having to leave for the evening because she's getting called by the boss, man. Yes. And just, you know, they get and to she, stay out and have fun. What's funny is when she says, oh, it's an emergency, I have to do this or whatever, I'm just thinking that she's going to go to the apartment and clean up after the boyfriend, which uh-huh. is what happened in the previous episode. Exactly. She's probably going to continuously, like, get bitter about, like, the job and the situation. Um, let's get into Phoebe, who I really like Phoebe's character. Because, first of all, um, we're going to have an EP here in a couple weeks of the show. She's the writer, creator of the show, Emily Fox. And um, during the first week, I tweeted at her. I think I – or no, she commented on our panel saying, like, give Phoebe a chance. Like, she's actually going to be a cool character. And she is kind of starting to be a cool character or in this alternate, you know, world. Because I hated her in the pilot. She was such a mean cousin. I think – I mean, I don't know because it's it's hard because um, Phoebe in the 
present has lived a very different life than Becca. And so she's coming from a place of completely not understanding her. And maybe she felt left out because she did say she was a young mom. Mm -hmm. And so we, because we only in the first two episodes really saw from Becca's point of view, we understand in this episode that Phoebe, um, that Phoebe wanted to hang out with them. Mm -hmm. She ditches her date to hang out with them. And she, she's, she seems so happy by the end of the night that she did that. Yeah, I mean, could that have been a thing? A con- Like, she just wanted to be Becca's friend this whole time? Because a flashback, no pun intended, to the first episode um, <laughs> where Becca's in the bathroom and she hears Phoebe and her mom come in and just start talking, like, saying mean things about her. And Phoebe just seems so against her. But now it seems like she's kind of always really like looked up to her i don't know is the age difference i'm not sure they kind of seem around the same age um but i i always like the characters you start out not liking them mm-hmm. and then you kind of slowly start to like them well i mean the most interesting character to me when you set up the show is lolly because y- you're like, okay, they're not friends anymore, and Lolly's painted as, like, this drunk. Mm -hmm. So when you meet Lolly, you're like, no, she's actually really super fun, so I don't know why they're not friends. And I had that same reaction with her character because I was like, oh, she's going to be a mess. And I was like, no, she's really cool. That's so funny because, like, when I saw the Lolly, you know, flashbacks and everything, I I, I thought she seemed fun the whole time. She has something about her and that actress, too. She just, like, has this, you know, you can't help but love her. Yes. She's a very, like, lovable mess. It's not, like, she doesn't mean... she's not mean about what she's doing. She doesn't mean it. Yeah, exactly. And But, you know, we kind of start to learn, though, with Phoebe's character that she wants to be part of the crew. And what happens in this episode with her, I loved. I... You, it was unexpected, you know, she almost ends up going home with a guy that hit on Becca earlier in the evening. And then Becca realizes the blind date she blew off was her future husband to be yes. Courtney. Because she said, I, I would never, like, he has a girl's name. Mm-hmm. And then Becca's like, oh, my God, a light bulb went off. And, uh, you know, that's her husband. And it's kind of weird. Becca's now this, like, weird time-traveling, like, wannabe superhero. <laughs> like, making sure that everything stays on track. What's interesting to me is this, this show touches on a balance between what is fate and what you can choose. Mm -hmm. And um, I forget which character brings up the point, but they're like, well, maybe if you don't even do anything, she'll meet him. And they they try and go and find him on the date, but he's gone because it's been way too long. And then in the coffee shop the next day, he's there and they meet and they have their love at first sight. So, I mean, there's this question of, even though um, Becca's making different choices now when she goes back, is she still fated to do certain things? Yes, and I think that's going to be a lesson that she's going to have to learn the hard way. Like, she thinks she can fix her mistakes and other people's mistakes. And I think what's going to happen is she's going to realize that, like, she can't even fix her own mistakes, let alone other people's. People are going to do what they're going to do, which gets me into um, Lolly and James, who's – they're just – extremely adorable and the more they're together it's sad you want them to be together i have to say though that okay because the characters in present day are 20 years in the future um it's interesting because they made these choices to change like their hairstyles and the way they wear their clothes and different things about them because they didn't they didn't really age them up like with makeup uh, or use a different actor Mm -hmm. so 
Um, they're aging them up by making them dress differently, but the brother <laughs> looks exactly the same. He does. And he so, ages well, I suppose. And But I'm wondering, he has even the same haircut, so you're like, d- does he just not... He's just been in rehab for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is this supposed to be a comment on how his character just doesn't change? He's literally in the same place 20 years later. And that is kind of what he says in the first episode. You know, he says he's just, like, figuring himself out, but he's like, no, I'm living here with all of my stuff in my dad's house. (laughs) And he does look exactly the same. Yeah. And, I mean, I actually am very curious to know what Lolly looked like present day. And they never showed us that. Do you think if she was dead, we would they would say, I mean, that would be really messed up. I don't know. I just no, thought about I, yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think so because she, well, she called her and she she doesn't know if that she yeah. got to her or not. But. No, I don't think she's dead, but yeah. that morbid thought, just I just really want to see what she looks like. Um, okay, but back to James and Lolly. What is it? Is it, is she starting to be so attracted to the relationship in general because Becca keeps on telling her not to do it? And what exactly happened between... James and Lolly, like, is that what sent him to rehab? We don't know. We know she broke his heart, but um, we don't know how she broke his heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be something interesting for them to explore because she doesn't really give Lolly a lot of information in general, and which seems unfair because she's basically told Lolly is the only person she's told her secret to that she's from the future. Mm-hmm. So it's like you would think if you want somebody to help you out with your plan of changing things, you would give them a little bit more information. But there has to be a reason why she's not telling her they they broke up, so to speak. Like, you know, the girlfriends. It must be really bad. Mm -hmm. To me, that's what I keep on thinking. And it, I, do you think it has something to do with her brother? I feel like it does. I feel like it does. Because, um, it just seems that she's pushing her away from her brother so much. Mm -hmm. And it also seems like she, um, She's so close to her here. You're like, well, the only thing she could do to her would be doing something to her family. Yeah. You know? Because she doesn't seem to mind her doing all her other flaky Exactly. And she is very um, insistent on that thing. She's becoming more open with different subjects and people like, oh, maybe this can change. Maybe this can change. But not that. And that's what Lolly talks about with uh, our new friend, her new friend, Paige, Paige. the waitress. The waitress waitress who is uh, not a fortune teller. Yeah, palm reader. (laughs) She's really pretty. I like her. She is really pretty. Yeah, I really... And Doesn't she say that to her, too, when she's drunk? She's like, you're really pretty. (laughs) Probably. It's like how girls make friends. Yeah. I'll go get you a job. And that was so nice of Lolly, by the way. I love her character. She's just so lovable. So what, you know, like what happened? And Mm -hmm. I feel like Lolly is scared. Like what did she's thinking? What did I do to ruin everything? Yeah. And I hope maybe Paige becomes, I mean, I know this is like prediction territory, but I hope that Paige becomes their friend because maybe that would, that would shift the balance enough that they're not always fated to do the same thing. Yeah, uh, shift it off course in some way, shape, or form. I don't know. But, you know, when I was watching this episode, I was so thinking, just trying to figure out this James and Lolly situation, and they're so drawn to each other. And when he went to the movie store where she worked, and I still actually am in the dark about this whole um, her favorite movies and the t- and the directors. Did you understand that part of the episode? Like he watched all of her favorite movies mm-hmm. that were in the store. She had like a list, and they all had a theme, and he got it, which meant theoretically he got her. 
The theme is just, there, there's no, absolutely no relation between the themes of the movies is the fact that the directors all had alliterative names. So she, like Rob Reiner, she has, oh, she's like Lolly something. I get it now. She's Lolly something. I Lolly forget her last Levine name. Lolly or something. Lolly, yeah. Like yeah. Something that begins with an L. So she really just liked those movies because the directors had had alliterative names. <laughs> I thought that for a minute. And I was like, I really hope it's not that because that's really stupid. Which is funny, though, because it shows like she that's how she sees things. She's not really the kind of person. And that's, that's not saying anything bad about her. She's just not the kind of person who's going to in depth, like look at a movie and like make a comparison about plots and themes and things like that. She's just like, oh, like their names, you know? Yeah, these are great movies. Oh, and let me just touch upon that moment at the beginning of the episode when Becca was telling lolly about the notebook oh geez (laughs) i was like yes and she's explaining it lolly's like why would you pick a movie that doesn't even exist yet like there's so many more and she's like no but this movie and she like slowly starts to lure her in she's like seven years she didn't read the letters she didn't get the letters and it's funny because there was um there was an advertisement for hot tub time machine uh in the commercial break when i was watching (laughs) when i was watching this episode and i'm like this is when when you touch on things like sh- she mentions uh, or the guy who hits on her works for Enron and she just laughs. He's like, I'm very successful. I work for Enron. And she's like laughing. And um, it's like you wonder if she's going to do like a hot tub time machine thing and go back and start like fixing things so they work out well for her because the people i don't know if you've seen the first one i'm sure the second one's very much like the first one where they go back in time and they um they basically like can be whoever they want to be and get as much money as they want to get because they know like how the stock market's going to go they know they know who's famous they abuse their knowledge yeah they abuse their knowledge of the future and so you wonder you're like is she gonna do that to any extent I think at this point, she's so lost in herself. Like, when she came into the bar uh, at the end of the episode, you know, in her clothes from the night before because she had this awesome or whatever one-night stand, she finally found her one-night stand, which was basically the theme of the episode. This is a theme that... I never understand. I never understand it. And I, I mean, we're getting real personal here after Buzz TV exclusive. I've never had a one night stand, so I just don't get it. Like, I totally don't, I don't get the appeal. And I know it's become like a big, like, thing, especially with Sex in the City, kind mm-hmm. of popularized the idea that like one night stand equals liberation. But for some people, Becca's like, Becca seems like a type A personality, which I am very much a type A personality. And I'm like, for someone like Becca, who is a type A personality, I don't know if that's actually, like, liberating. And I don't know if, like, saying that what might be right for one person is not right for another. Because while that kind of, while a one-night stand might be um, right for a lolly, right for the lolly character, maybe it isn't right for Becca. Maybe that's why she hasn't done it. And it's like, we... We seem to like put these things on women. We're like, this is an experience every woman should do. I don't think there's ever a universal experience that every woman should do. Yeah, everybody's different. Yeah. And I think that's kind of because what we know of Becca thus far is kind of like crazy. And she's like sleeping with different people. The three episodes we've known her. But like that's not her. That's the whole point of the show is that she's exploring this like other self. But, but she's sleeping with people she slept with before. So the two people, uh, 
the the her fiance that she like pounces on because mm-hmm. she hasn't slept with him in years yeah. and he's is apparently really good sex. So yeah, I mean it makes sense. You yeah. know, it's like go get it. But we, I kind of wish part of me a little bit wants to see flashbacks of what her life kind of like would have been or was. Yeah, you know, before she has gone back and changed it. It reminds me of this movie Sliding Doors. Have you ever seen it? Mm-hmm. It's with Gwyneth Paltrow, and it's kind of you know. What happens if she gets on the subway and what happens if she doesn't? And this show is not really showing me that other side. And I want to see it kind of, you know, why is she trying to, well, she's trying to change so much because she hates where she is in her life, kind of. And I mean, the relationship between her and Andy, I'm very curious to know how it developed in the first place. Like Mm -hmm. why he was so subdued and not because clearly he has this other side to him that she really likes and is she going back in time so like she can really fall in love with him and then marry him you know and i don't think she knows i just think she knows that she had a relationship with sean that turned out to be terrible but we know in the future she's not really crazy about andy Mm -hmm. at that point either yeah so i think i think she still doesn't know yeah and it's there and we haven't seen Xavier this episode, um, who I think is her like time travel spirit he is guide. Her like spirit guide, yeah, he totally is. Because the other hosts, you know, were like, no, you know, I think he's just like confused too because he's been time traveling. No, they don't put him there in every scene and being like reading the Buddhist quote and then acting all, we were like, just because he acts confused does not mean he's not the time traveling guide. <laughs> well, it's like, when do we see, like, when we see him in 1995, he isn't like, he's like young, he's his 1995 right. self. So at that point, like, maybe she just met a version of him that was not yet like tied into the time travel. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like, I was bummed I didn't see in this episode because I kind of expect him to just pop in and be like, how's it going? Like it is, I feel like he is that character because, um, oh my god, I forgot what I was going to say. But you need a character like that. You need you need mm-hmm. an explanation for why she goes back in time, other than she just got in an elevator. Yeah, I mean, because for all she knows, like she could be in a psych ward, just like going crazy. Yeah, and she doesn't know. Right. Like you need something that's like this is everything's going to be okay. I can't yeah. tell you what's going to happen or why you're here and why these things are happening to you. Yeah. But just to kind of explain But I it. think he can't tell her that right out front because, come on, you'd be so scared if somebody said that to you. I'm your time-traveling guru. You'd be like, no, step off. Yeah. It, but, but no, I think she wants to have someone say that because she's kind of, like, looking for answers and the only person she's told is Lolly. Right. I honestly really want her to tell Sean. I want her because it would at least come up with an excuse for her being so cruel. Yes. And breaking his heart. Yes. I mean, because poor Sean, we didn't see him in this episode, which makes me sad because I didn't get to see his abs. <laughs> Very attractive. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's an Aussie? Is that what his accent yes, is? He's Australian. An Aussie? Yeah. It's like, where did they meet? Like, where did you find that? How did this happen? Like, and she, she married him for a green card, yeah. and he had to stay here. No, just kidding. I would marry him. I, anybody. I don't think that kind of guy would need a green card no. because someone would want to. Someone marry him would so marry fast. him so fast. Yeah, he would like probably is probably like getting offered money to <laughs> marry an American woman. <laughs> He's we'll so keep beautiful. you here. Not that you would want to leave Australia because that's an awesome country too. Yeah, I know. I really want to get him on the show. Part of me is kind of nervous too because <laughs> I don't know how I will act. It'll be great, though. Great entertainment. He would presumably have his shirt on, though. 
I know. Presumably. I know. <laughs> That's fine. It's okay. It's completely fine. But he is in Aruba this episode. I just want to make sure by we himself. talk about him. I Girl know. let him go to Aruba by himself. And she, like, was going to go. And then Andy kissed her. And now Andy is sorry about it. I loved that, though, when he apologized for that. And she was like, I wasn't looking for an apology. Yeah. It was sad. But last week I ended the uh, the wrap-up kind of being like, Team Andy, Team Sean, who am I? I love them both. And now this episode, like, Sean is gone. He'll be back the next episode, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Very excited about that. Um now, Andy is just tied up in that crazy redhead who I don't like. I think I feel like, though, he f- he feels like this is who he can get. Like, I don't feel like he really fully... Because he likes Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I feel like that <laughs> he feels like this is all he can get because even if he tries Rebecca... Because he's, he he's the play-it-safe guy. Yeah. So he feels like if he tries it tries uh, dating Becca and leaves a stable relationship that he already has, and a lot of people feel this way, that you're going to you're going to lose with that person and then you've lost the person you're with already, so it's like then you end up alone. Yeah. That's how pe- that is how people end up alone, sadly. But then it stops them from taking risks and following yes. their heart. Which I think he will end up doing. I think this girl's just gonna probably just like run screaming, be like, I don't want your life anymore. I hate it. Bye, get me out <laughs> Which is, I, I just, she annoyed because she's so kind of conniving. But, you know, at the end of the day, she's kind of the one that's been wronged. Right. Her boyfriend is in love with another woman who just ran out on her wedding and quit her job. Right. Maybe her, maybe Melanie getting Becca's job is kind of validation that, like, you know, she's messing up and that, like, I belong with my boyfriend. Like, I shouldn't be threatened by this woman. You know, she just... But she's always going to be threatened by her. I don't know. I'm just um, very, very excited to see what happens. And we end and end the episode with Lolly um, and Becca talking about what happened in the future. Lolly finally says, you don't need to tell me. Just promise me you're not going to let it happen. And... That's the big, like, I don't know if they're ever going to tell. It's like it's like an episode of Lost where you're like, I need to know this, but I don't, I think this is the MacGuffin, and I'm just not going to know this whole time. Yeah, and like, I'm coming with all these crazy things now, too. I'm like, what did she do? Did she yeah. get pregnant and get an abortion and not tell anyone with, like, the, with James' child or, like, Jamie's right. child? I mean, you know, I'm coming with all these terrible things. It's probably just going to be something dumb. Right. I don't. But, you know, like, why do friends, they, they, what this show is so, it's like their main goal to portray the audience is that these two girls were two peas in a pod. They were best, best friends and sisters. Mm -hmm. You know, because Becca had a brother, she didn't have a sister, and Phoebe wasn't that for her. We also, though, one of my questions is, um, when Jamie and uh, Lolly talk, they say, we don't know each other that well. So, how long have her and, had her and Becca had been friends for? I mean, obviously... It wasn't childhood. They didn't grow up together because right. then she would know Jamie better. But maybe, I mean, maybe they um, maybe they just went to college together and for the first time she was meeting her brother, as in, like, recently. Yeah. That could, that could definitely be it. And they're just, like, super in love. And we don't see, I mean, we don't see him doing... Okay, we saw him smoking weed this episode. 
but that was just given to him by the weird <laughs> by the video guru guy that also loves Lolly. Yes. Apparently, I mean, I knew from the beginning he had to, or <laughs> else like, he doesn't come to work. <laughs> <laughs> she would not have a job. Yeah. Um, and I just love that she has a job at a video store because. It's we amazing. know that that's not a thing anymore. So it's so 90s to have a job at a video store. Yeah. And I mean, I just, I just always, and I was talking about this before the show. I love how VH1 is like tying in commercials and like flashback things to really, I miss the 90s. I really do. I, I, we were talking about this before we came on air about whether or not this show, um, like is brand appropriate for VH1. And mm-hmm. what's funny is I always thought of VH1 as the channel that put out the I Heart the 90s show. And that's all I could remember from it, aside from like back when they actually played music videos, mm-hmm. you know. And um, when you think about it, it probably was the 90s back when they played music videos. So all the music, I'm loving all the music in these um uh. In these episodes and how they're like plugging the music in between. I'm like, you go VH1. You still be a music brand from the 90s. I agree because for me, every time I think of VH1, I think of crazy reality shows, you know, which is great and it's fun. But they seem to have veered off their brand, which is fine. But this show is bringing it back and I'm so excited. And I do. I just I love how they incorporate the music, the fashion. They reference friends tonight. And and I love the fashion is like for for people that grew up in the 90s, the fashion is very realistic. Mm -hmm. When you look at them, you're like, this doesn't look like an episode of Blossom. So it means that. Because Blossom was just too much. It's like people didn't really, like, maybe you wore that hat once in a while. People didn't really dress like that. Yeah. And so when you see this episode, you're like, yeah, those are, like, legitimate outfits that people would have worn in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And I love, I mean, and now that uh, Lolly has her purple Doc Martens yes. and she's just obsessed with them, that was, like, her validation. I love that, like, after the purple Doc Martens came through, she's like, this is real. Yes. This she is She knows real. the future, for yeah. sure. Now she knows because she's so attached to those shoes. Um, so then we... But we do find out, though, that Lolly did sleep with Jamie and did not tell. Like, she's keeping things from Becca now. Right. And we know that. She's kind of stifled. I, I hope that Paige doesn't try to, I don't know, take Lolly away. Because I want them all to be friends. I do, too. But I think that this is going to be the conflict in the show is the fact that um, Becca's going to think she knows better because she comes from the future. And... It, I guess it's a process of finding out that she has to rediscover things. Mm-hmm. And she's going to learn that things are going to change that she expected to happen. You know, she probably is going to say, oh, this is going to happen. And now even like the one little mistake or choice that she'll make is going to set things off course. Because and it's like Lolly said, how do you know that like now we're changing things that mean like Jamie are going to. And I'm going to break his heart. Like, maybe Mm -hmm. it's not going to happen this time around. There's so many questions and reasons and answers that we don't really know yet. But I just, I love this show. And I know the fans love it. And we so appreciate you guys watching. Let's get into predictions. Can I just say, I want to get into irony right now. Okay, irony. (laughs) Sorry. Can can I just say it's ironic how she wanted this whole episode, she was on a quest to do a one-night stand. She could have had one in the last episode. With who? With uh, the guy who, uh, the the famous writer, the guy who turns out to be the famous writer and he slips her the room key. Oh, yeah, that's true. And it's so funny because it's like, 
she was so disgusted and this is again what I what I was talking about as far as like the character of a person she was so disgusted by that guy but like somehow it doesn't matter that the one night stand was with like what's his face Hot Todd Hot Todd the bar guy who they both knew and he acted like he had no idea. Yeah, he's you know. like, oh, how are you? Okay, you go to the same bar all the time, Todd. Exactly. <laughs> Put down the weed and pay attention. Todd, Todd's like, hey, <laughs> I've never seen you before. Yeah. Very beautiful moment. You know, she grabbed her bra in the morning. Just a <laughs> classy move. She never's going to do it again, though, probably. That's why it's awesome. Um, are you ready to get into predictions, yes. Jack? Yes. And now... Your After Buzz TV predictions. This is not so much predictions, but <laughs> I'm interested in sort of a, um, by the way, it is the year of Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Um, I was interested in sort of a Back to the Future thing where she maybe like has a brief moment where she wakes up and sees how her actions have changed the future. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a great thought. That would be a great episode. You know, like how Marty, when his parents didn't meet, was, like, losing his hand and stuff. Yeah. And he couldn't play Johnny Be Good. I mean, really? (laughs) (laughs) Not that I've seen those movies or anything. Like, a hundred times each. Yes. Each one of them. Um, I think that she is going to get back together with Sean, and she's going to be kicking herself because it's like, why am I doing this again? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but it's where I think it's going to be where she is, who she loves at, at this point in her life. And she's just going to kind of be like, I can't fight this. Like, you love me. I love you. Why aren't you know, there's a reason for us to not be together, except that I'm from the future. And I know that we get divorced. And maybe that says something about character. Like, ultimately, if we were put in the same situation, um, even if we didn't do the exact same thing at the exact same time, maybe ultimately we would make the same big life decisions because that's mm-hmm. who we are. Yeah, exactly. And I think she's going to kind of learn that you don't really want to change things. You know, things happen the way they happen. For a reason. For a reason. <laughs> um, I think Lolly and Jamie are going to like get like totally fall in love because I think now she's even more attracted to the idea of it because mm-hmm. she's not supposed to. Right. But now she's going into the relationship with knowledge though that like she should only really be doing this if she cares about him so deeply. Mm-hmm. And I think she's starting to. So she maybe is going to go into the relationship different than she did in the past, which might stop them from, you know, Becca and Lolly from not being friends in the future. I don't know. I also want to see more of Becca's family just because I really like her mom. I like her dad, too. I think they're both really they funny. They are really cute. And you want to wonder what happened to them that their relationship fell apart. Exactly. And how that weird stepmother, I think her name is Sabrina, and she's <laughs> having the baby in the yes. <laughs> present day. Like, I feel that. That's terrible. And I just, I still, like, go back to it when uh, Jamie, when Becca tells Jamie present day that they're having a baby and mm-hmm. he was like, gross. <laughs> he doesn't even care. He's just like, gross. Yeah, but I just want to see how everything progressed, how Jamie ends up going to rehab, what happens to him, like, is he struggling with addiction, what don't we know? Mm-hmm. I do think that Lolly is the one that kind of somehow progressed him. I don't think he's doing drugs in 1995 Maybe she now. gets him into, like, hard drugs. Maybe. Maybe she's like, here, try this. It's fun. I think Lolly's the type of person. She's not really an addict. She's a fun addict. And so she could try something and 
be fun, but maybe she introduces something into his life that's bad. And there toxic. are some relationships though that are mutually destructive, where it's like the two people together encourage each other to like do bad things for themselves. Yeah. So maybe independently they aren't like that, but maybe that means that together they just explode. Yeah, and it could be that, but perhaps her coming into the relationship with this knowledge will help things. Right. I don't know. Thank you guys for watching and listening and commenting. We love you guys. Um, Don't forget to comment on iTunes. Um, we That's how we get... Um, that's how we keep the lights on here, by getting ratings on iTunes. So if you yes. can go to iTunes and give us a rating, that would be awesome. Please do so. Um, again, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at SamD43 and online at SamDavidsonEntertainment.com. Anywhere else we can find you, Jackie? Uh, Instagram at 123JackieB, all one word. Twitter at 123Jackie underscore B. All right. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 